it happens when they call me mom. It gives like uh, goosebumps and everything and like waking up in a way and realizing, okay, they are calling me mom. So it's beautiful. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Right Feeling Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode on validation and owning yourself. I got an amazing message from a listener. Um, so, Carlos Vasquez says, Just discovered your podcast thanks to at Marinby. I totally relate to your last episode on validation and owning yourself. I think it's indeed a very hard task to be yourself especially when we've been trying to be accepted since we're kids. But once you do it and forgive the horrors of your first drafts on being yourself, then it becomes a very enjoyable experience. Thanks so much for sending that over, Carlos. Yeah, just being yourself after all the failures of how to navigate yourself in social situations and just to be yourself, it does feel very rewarding once you're able to actually be yourself. Without further ado, today I have a very special guest and she is actually my mother. <laughs> um, and the reason why I wanted to talk with my mom in this episode is to really explore the dynamic of parent-to-child relationships because I personally know my relationship with my mom has been, you know, it has its highs and it has its lows and we weren't always this close. And so I was really wondering how we even got here, how we even became close and came to a point where we can actually share ideas and have progressive discussions with one another. I hope that this episode is helpful for anybody who wants to try to reconnect with their child or reconnect with their mother or father. Of course, this is only one relationship, but hopefully you can have some takeaways from it. So without further ado, please give a very warm welcome to my mom. Welcome to the podcast, mom. I'm so happy to be here. Maybe to give the listeners context, I'm currently based in Belgium and Mama, you're over Los in Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so mom, why don't you introduce a little bit about yourself to the audience? Oh, sure. Actually, I grew up in Taiwan. So my mother language is Mandarin. And uh, after graduating from university, I worked for airlines for about 25 years, I always like to to help people. So when I work for the airlines, I have a chance to look around the whole world and I find more and more area they need help. After 25 years, then I immigrated to United States. Yeah, Mama, you've always been a person with a big heart and very big hair, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mama, I guess today what I really want to talk about is our relationship and how we've developed our relationship over the years. I feel that we have a very close relationship now, but our relationship was not always like this, right? <laughs> yeah. Because you were very, very strict with me and Mei Mei when we were growing up. Uh, for our listeners, Mei Mei in Mandarin actually means little sister, and that's just what I call my little sister. But yeah, Mama, you were always very strict 
I think between you and daddy, you were always the bad cop. You know, you were always the one that said no. I just remember you were always so, so strict. I think it's come from my father, maybe, because my father is army before. So he educated us is very straightforward. So for me, in our family, very straight. <laughs> and uh, your dad is like an yeah, angel. Yeah. He's so nice to you. <laughs> yeah, I remember I would always listen to you when I was very, very young. So maybe when I was four or five, because when I was younger, you would always dress me, right? You would pick out the fanciest dresses, the prettiest clothes. You always said we always had the most expensive clothes and that other kids should be jealous. Um, Did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but remember you always say, what was the story you always tell me where um, every time you told us to go to sleep? Yeah, you know, we have a fan. Uh, you and the Mei Mei sitting in the back. And uh, when we travel, I always say, hey, this is time go to sleep. I say, go to sleep. One, two, three. Both of you sleeping immediately. Every time. I say, go to the bed. One, two, three. Oh, everybody slept immediately. <laughs> I think this is by older. You know? <laughs> so you can see how yeah. <laughs> straight I am. <laughs> but for me, you know, most of the time, I look very straight. But uh, my heart always be warm. So for me, your and uh, Mei Mei's childhood is most, most important. Uh, but Chinese culture always arrange full schedule. After school, yeah. you have uh, so many talent, uh, education. Like violin and piano. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it's interesting too, because of course you come from a very good place of wanting what's best for both me and Mei Mei. You know, you want to provide the best food, provide the best clothes. But I never really enjoyed violin or piano. And I know Mei Mei didn't really enjoy it much either. Um, I also remember when I was younger, you would always make certain food for us. And I would have a very difficult time eating it because I didn't actually like it. And I think it's quite representative of our relationship and the gap that we have uh, culturally, right? Because I grew up in Los Angeles, I have a very different culture than what you had. Like I remember in middle school, you would pack me this really amazing hot lunch. Sometimes you would put dumplings and it was kind of in this um, warm canister. But back then in middle school, what all my friends and my classmates were eating were pizza, you know, pizza that they buy from uh, the cafeteria or something like that. And I remember always thinking, oh, I really want to have that pizza, even though, of course, other people would say, wow, your mom really, really loves you. She's preparing all these amazing dishes for you. But in my mind, I didn't appreciate it at the time because I just wanted what my peers were having, you know? <laughs> so now you should know, you know how early I wake up preparing. I wake up around 5.30. I need to prepare everybody's lunch and the breakfast, right? But I need taking care of your dad also that time. And the other thing you have to think, dad got a cancer. So that time I'm really stressed for, but I still want you have a happiness childhood. So I taking care of Papa also need taking care of you and Mei Mei. So you see, uh, mom is really uh, stressful at that time. 
but I still want you have the best. Yeah. See, I think only now do I realize. I mean, not now exactly now, but now as in the last few years when I've really grown up, I've really been able to appreciate what it was that you have done for me before. And I don't know about my listeners and their own parents, but at least for me, I know that our relationship as a mother and a daughter, as a parent to child, it wasn't always smooth, right? We had these、uh, misunderstandings between us because also not just a culture gap. But we also have a generation gap, because you're much older actually than most of my friends' parents.、Uh, we marry very late, so that's the reason every time we drop you to the school, I think they think maybe we like,、uh, oh, it's your grandma or your grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> But we're still young. Yeah, believe, like, hey,、no. your audience have to know <laughs> yeah, I'm still pretty、are. and the confidence. <laughs> Everybody still thinks you're very young, Mama. <laughs> Don't worry.、Um, Yeah, so I think in the last few years, I've really come to appreciate our our relationship.、Um, but our relationship was not always like this. I guess when we were younger, you were so much more—I、uh, don't want to say mean—but you were much more of a tiger mom <laughs> than than you are now. I think you've changed a lot over the years. You've become very soft. When I go back to my weak point as a mother. My really, really weak point is patient. I don't have patience. This impatient person will let the kids like you. Sometimes you don't know what to do because impatient, your emotion also will follow me. So this is a is bad things from my side. But I think my education style is kind of a, a little bit different from Tiger Mom. I educate you is like quite freedom. You can use your way to choose. And、uh, I remember one time, around、uh, three or four years old, something happened. You are so angry. Then you pack your backpack. <laughs> you hold your toy, and with backpack, you say, "I will going out. I won't come back." Then we sitting there. My mom is so so cute, you know. I say, okay, you just go, let you go. But finally, you still. <laughs> <laughs> And the dad always like a, a good guy. He just comfort you. Then you stay home. <laughs> yeah, I remember that.、Too. Yeah, I'm very strict. But、uh, sometimes, you know, I'm really let you do something. Especially teenager, I won't be so strict. I starting. Let you have your own thinking, your own idea. I don't know about that. I I don't know if I really had freedom. I mean, I did in the sense that you allowed me to go out to hang out with my friends. But in terms of my opinions and my perspectives, I remember I still, even until high school, I really respected all your opinions. For example, I remember in high school there was a guy that I had a crush on that I liked. And then you came to pick me up in the van. I was like, "Oh, Mama, look, that's the guy I have a crush on." And then you said,、eh, mm-hmm. "He doesn't have this quality about him." And then I remember the day after, I stopped liking him, like immediately because of what you told me. And I don't think that you, of course, do this on purpose, but I definitely think that you still had this kind of. Power over me, and maybe even Mei Mei. So 
I don't think that I truly became independent in my decisions and my thought process until actually I went to London to study abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think my I uh, I educate you with my power. I think this is a really true things.、Uh, I don't know how about other parents, but for me, I'm very straight and、uh, use my power.、Uh, this power sometimes. For my side, it's like I need to protect my kids. Like、um, I prefer you ask your friends come to our home to have a party, because I want to protect you, right? Then I can know your friends. So I always organize a lot of party in our home, even in the backyard, have a camping. Do you remember? Oh yeah, those were the times. <laughs> <laughs> But when I say、yeah. something. Yeah, before the teenager, I prefer you just listen. So I think I educate you in two parts. One is before teenager, it's a、uh, you listen your parents, you learn from、mm-hmm. your parents. But after teenager, I release my power and、I、ask you to thinking. This is what I want, but.、Uh, I'm sorry. You, in the teenager, you still think my power still in your mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's quite natural too, because I think from a young age you were exercising this power over both Mei Mei and I. I think it does play a role in how I consider things as I'm still developing as a person.、Um, now, whether or not the use of power. Is positive or negative thing? I do think that varies by situation, but I don't know. I guess. Do you feel that there's anything about using power that you regret, or do you still feel that it's a hundred percent a good thing? Power. I think it's something you need. Parents need some powers, but I a little bit regret is because that time. Uh, dad got cancer, so I have no energy to to lessening. I think lessening for the parents is most important. For example, I remember one story. One day, a、uh, baby's mom, you know, have to go to the market to buy something. So baby say, "Mom, mom, can you give me a hug? Hug, hold me." And the mom say, "Oh, sorry, I need to go to the market. When I back home, I can hold you. I can hug you. Okay, just wait a minute." So, when the mom came home, mom carry one hand is a watermelon, one hand is a bag of the meat. So the baby cry out again, say, "Hey, mom, hold me, hug me." So Ma say, "Oh, sorry. Ah,、uh, give me some time. I need to put on the bags, the watermelon, everything to the table." So baby say, "Ma, you like watermelon than me." I think most of parents they always think the first priority is the role of the mother. It's like a cooking, taking care, but they don't have time to you know rest, talk with or listening with. Their kids. So if I go back to your childhood, I will more time talk with you or listening than use my power. Yeah, I mean, I think 
what changed actually in our relationship, if I look back on it, is once I actually started to um, have my own thoughts, I do feel that you started to try to listen to me more and not listen to, you know, my commands or anything, but it was that you were trying to listen to what I had to say and that you started to really respect um, my opinion and the way that I see the world. And I think that's really helped our relationship develop to where it is now, where we can actually have these kinds of conversations. I think because when you are the teenager, or especially after you graduate from the college, I think you are really independent now. Independent people have to have their own thoughts. So uh, I think respect, this is a, it's so important. Respect your kids. Respect your own thoughts so we can communicate. And the other thing is communicate each other. I remember one time mm-hmm. I went to London with you. We have a trip together. And uh, <laughs> in the car, your words come out. It's like you are like a commander. <laughs> I say, oh, this is like me. I saw you like me. You know, I meant, to be fair, I meant well. It was because I felt that I was saying something that was for the benefit of you and daddy. But you guys just didn't understand what I was saying. So I felt that I had to keep repeating myself. And then it just got quite frustrating, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I saw you, your character, sometimes it's uh, one of my mirror. I remember that time I told you, hey, be patient. When I talk to you, say be patient, suddenly I feel, hey, you looks like me a lot. Yeah, finally, I find what's happened when you in the childhood. I regret. So I say, wow, that time shouldn't do this way. So we have a very good conversation. Yeah. I remember actually, because we, we obviously had a lot of discussion about this afterward. And I don't know, Mama, maybe did I change? Did I change the way that I've communicated with you? Yes, after, after very, the trip? very. You are, you know, grew up, you are a very mature person. And uh, because I change a lot, I don't shout it anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the other thing is that you also changed a lot over the years. You become very soft. Although sometimes I do think that you miss the power because you always refer back to oh, well, when you were younger, whatever I said, you would immediately do. But now you don't even listen to me, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. But I told you, as a mother, I already given my goal. It's separate two parts. Before, it's educate because you need to learn. But after teenager, I starting to slowly, slowly release. Then I starting communicate with your guy. But when I soft, then the kids totally different. When I soft, kids will overwrite and give me command. So sometimes I say, (laughs) this is a right way or wrong way. (laughs) Well, I mean, for that, I definitely think that for children, because the role that we typically have is the child. So for how many years we were already acting in a certain way, and we expected 
you to act in a certain way. And then once you change that, I feel that kids have a very hard time to adapt and to also allow their their parents to change. Um, because, yeah, it's just, it's very difficult to see your parents as um, mortals, right? That they, they're just human. They also have their flaws. There are times when they will mess up too and they will have situations that show that. But I think for kids, it's very hard to see your parents uh, changing because we always think that the parents will remain constant, will remain the same. But we forget that parents are also human and they can have their faults, but they can also change. And I think the reason why we have gotten along so much is one, because I changed, but also because you changed. And I think in our relationship, I've really allowed you to uh, take the fullness of your change within our relationship. Uh, another thing is not uh, most of Asian parents like me. Uh, you know, Asian parents still, like you say, tiger mom. The tiger mom will act like uh, maybe sometime forever. But for me, from my personality, I really like reflect myself all the time. So uh, most of the time, I will wrote a diary. When I go back to see my diary, I will see something wrong or something good. So mm -hmm. I will reflect all the time. I think this personality also affect you. I think you are so great because after uh, graduate from college, you starting to reflect all the time. And uh, this character- Sometimes too much. <laughs> this character is very good because I reflect myself is after middle age, but you reflect yourself when you are young. This is a really, uh, it's your advantage. So that's the reason we have a very, very good relationship because we have a communication. We know each other right now. I really feel it's my blessing. Oh, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way too. And yeah, I, I just think that we've come a long way with our, our relationship. And yeah, I mean, of course, we haven't gone into detail about how tumultuous our relationship was when I was younger. Um, but we did fight a lot back then. We did argue a lot. And maybe it was because I was just going through the hormonal periods. Um, but now I really do think that even if sometimes we might have our arguments, we are still trying to understand one another. And when we come from that angle, then I think it's better. I guess just for example, when you were last in Belgium, I remember I got really upset because I wanted to do something with you. Uh, but then you were too tired to, and it was one of our final days. So I was really upset that we didn't get to do it. And I threw a little bit, I admit, of a tantrum, a little bit of a hissy fit. And I felt very immature. I almost felt like I was a kid again, right? But I think it was because I really wanted to spend this time with you and I wanted to have a good time with you, but you were too tired. And so I did not take that into consideration. I was just thinking, well, I want to make the most of my relationship with Mama on this day. And when you didn't want it, I got really upset. 
I remember we both went to bed angry, but you went to bed sad, and I could hear you crying. And then I felt really bad, but at the same time, I felt too immature to to just go to you and apologize.、Um, but I remember the next day you were sitting there and you were looking out at the window, and I just felt so sad and. Like I came over and I, you know, you know what I usually do. I'm like,、oh, hey, mom. <laughs> you know, we communicated about why I felt the way I felt, and then you also communicated why you felt the way that you felt.、Um, but yeah, because I remember that day you were just too, too tired, and I did not take that into account. Because yeah, of course, mommy. You know, you're over sixty now, and you know, you you aren't as young as you used to be, and you don't have as much energy as you used to have. I forget that sometimes, you know, because again, for me, you and daddy are always still very young in my mind, even though I know that now you are both in your sixties and your seventies, you know, and I need to take this into consideration. But I didn't, and then after communicating with you, it just. Was a lot smoother, and we were still able to do what I had hoped to do. And I think the trip ended very, very well. But that's just from my perspective. So, of course, well, we always have a memorable trip and a wonderful trip. Even we don't go to anywhere just with you. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, but yeah, okay. So anyway, I guess just to wrap this up, Mama.、Um, Any words that you would like to share to two groups? One is other parents, and then words to younger adults or their children. I think,、uh, as a parent, education is still very important, but the communication, listening, is most powerful, because then you will standing the kids' side to think. Maybe their thoughts is different, and、uh, the other thing is reflect, because everybody as a parents is first time. You don't have experience. You don't know how to learn from well. Maybe only it's from your mom, mom side or your original parents side. But reflect and respect is so important. But for the kids, what I suggest is vice versa. You need to think your parents like you because you say, "Oh, so feel so bad. We brought dumpling to you. You like pizza, but you you never think how how sacrificial for your parents. So sometimes you think about the the other side. I think then will be wonderful family. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much, mommy, for joining the podcast. I hope our listeners got a little bit of insight into your experience as a mom and my experience as your kid. <laughs> and、uh, thank you, and、uh, hope everybody have a、um, wonderful family. Enjoy your family life、mm-hmm. too. And is there anywhere online that you would like our listeners to contact you at, mommy? If you want to my broadcast. You can go to YouTube.com, but、uh, you have to type Chinese character called Xinling Fangke. Xinling Fangke. Yeah. So basically, my mom talks about stories that touches、uh, the soul, that touches the spirit.、Um, she's actually a radio broadcaster in the LA area. So. 
Um, she also posts her um, broadcasts onto YouTube, although they are in Chinese and they aren't translated yet. But yeah, I mean, if you speak Mandarin, definitely go check it out because my mom has some pretty amazing stories. I don't know how much do you, how many interviews have you already had, Mama? Oh, uh, almost uh, four hundred. Wow. Okay, that's almost Joe Rogan level broadcasting. <laughs> But anyway, thanks so much, Mommy. I'll talk to you soon. You're taking care, okay? <laughs> I will. I will. Don't worry. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye, Mama. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode, and hopefully you were able to have some takeaway points. Maybe, if you did, I would love to hear it. You can find the right feeling on Instagram at the right feeling underscore. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, with your family, to anybody you feel that、um, can use a little bit more of the right feeling. In any case, guys, I hope that you have another amazing week. I can't wait to feel the feels with you next week. <laughs>